Well, hello and welcome. You are listening to the Run With Soul podcast. My name is Beck Mitchell and I am your host. You are listening to episode nine, which is the final episode in a nine part series about the World Marathon Challenge. How I ran seven marathons on seven continents in the space of seven days. Now, as I finish up the nine part series, I just want to mention that this is more of a pause in the story. This is not the end. I'm in the process of writing a book and I'm doing multiple speaking engagements at the moment in an effort to share the learnings and the stories and the experience of what I went through in not only the actual experience itself, but also in the process and the journey in leading up to the World Marathon Challenge. So again, this is the final episode in the nine part series, but there is so much more to come. And once I've concluded the nine part series about the World Marathon Challenge, I'm also moving on to some amazing collaborations with some phenomenal runners and business people to share some great insights uh, on the Run With Soul podcast. So appreciate you doing the journey so far. I know this is part of a nine part series and a lot of you have listened to every single episode in an effort to really uh, go on the journey with me and I really appreciate that. Today, as I do this episode, in fact, in a couple of weeks time from today, it will nearly be six months since I completed the World Marathon Challenge, which kind of feels like it's been a long time at the same time that it just feels like it was yesterday. Over the last near six months, I've had an incredible opportunity to reflect on the experience and all that led me to that point. I've had uh, a fantastic opportunity to remember moments uh, that taught me different things about myself, different things about the world around me, and hopefully some phenomenal things that I can share with you. And I've also had a great opportunity to reminisce, to be thankful for the experience and not only what I got to experience, but the people that I had the chance to do this World Marathon Challenge with. Um, so it's, it's been an interesting time of reflection, remembrance and reminiscing and, and really I guess the question that I, I have at the end of that is well, what has that taught me and what does that mean for you? So there's definitely a lot that I've learned and as I continue to share about the World Marathon Challenge, I continue to talk about the fact that it feels like concentrated cordial at times and I'm still adding water. Like we just experienced so much in 168 hours of my life. <laughs> Honestly, I, I still can't put the words to the experience. I'm trying really hard. And sometimes it's just difficult to even remember some of the things that happened because there was so much that we jam packed into seven days. So um, firstly, a couple of the major things that when I look back on the experience, uh, lessons that I learned. I did talk about flexibility in the first episode uh, and that was really from the logistics, like all of the logistics of trying to run seven marathons all over the world in the space of seven days uh, really did teach me about how to stay flexible. And in a day and an age with the coronavirus, there's lots happening in the world um, in a very short space of time. And the ability to be flexible and to pivot in certain directions when change comes has never been more important. So I feel like 
just the logistics alone of trying to figure out how we were going to do that and how we were going to respond in moments that required us to, to change direction very quickly. So um, yeah, the logistics were a huge challenge. Obviously the, uh, the team that was uh, putting the event on for us had a, a lot of challenge to try and make it all work. But as a participant, I still needed to make sure that I was always on my front foot and I was always you know, keeping a positive attitude no matter what came our way. I was still required to, to really step forward to the best of my ability in every situation, whether that was changing planes or <laughs> being really late in the schedule or whatever the, the challenge was that we faced, I was always required to be flexible. And, and I know that that might be a big challenge for you right now with all that's going on. You know, that ability to just quickly change and move when required. You know, decisions are being made on a daily basis at the moment and that can impact you. It can impact your work, it can impact your friendships, it can impact your family. Um, so that ability to remain flexible when circumstances change is, is not just in a running race, but it's in life. And I'm sure you can all appreciate the importance of that skill at the moment. Another thing that I learned a lesson from uh, were the conditions that we faced. So as a bit of a summary, when I think about some of the conditions, you know, we're, we're performing a marathon, which is a pretty big effort in itself, <laughs> in something like minus 25 degrees Celsius in the Antarctic. And then in the same week, we're running another marathon in 36 degrees Celsius in Brazil, in the middle of the Brazilian heat and the humidity. And just that one condition alone in the weather is enough to create a challenge within the human body and within my own uh, mental capacity. And all of those different conditions, whether they were hot or cold or humid or not humid, uh, whether it was day or night, you know, we ran, I think, four of the, the seven at night time, which was not anticipated. We were only supposed to run two of, of the seven in the evening. So again, conditions changed and we had to figure it out along the way. And what that really taught me was about resilience. <laughs> no matter what was happening in those conditions, I had to find a way. The only way I was going to finish was to find a way. And, you know, in those sub temperatures in the, in the Antarctic, that got really tough at times and I had to become resilient. I had to learn how to step forward or bounce back or whatever the terminology is that you want to use. I had to be resilient in those moments. And we all face adversity. We all face conditions in our life that, or situations in our life that are challenging. And to be resilient is incredibly helpful. That character trait, um, that ability to to move forward when things are really, really difficult um, is hard to learn. <laughs> uh, I think you only really learn resilience in adversity. But at the end of the day, uh, being able to respond to life's difficulties in a resilient fashion is, is super, I, I just keep calling it super helpful because I feel like that really helps you move through adversity and get to, you know, I guess the victory on the other side. Um, and the, the conditions at times were brutal. Other times they were um, really lovely, but it did teach me that sense of bouncing back or, or just being resilient when the moment really required me to do that. I loved spending 
the World Marathon Challenge with the people that I got the chance to meet. Uh, the organizing team were amazing, but the competitors, like my fellow competitors felt like friends and family members as opposed to competitors. I never once felt like I was competing against other people because we were all in it together and we were always encouraging one another. And that really taught me a lot about humility. Like I just felt so humble at times when I looked at some of the other competitors and I thought to myself, like, these are beautiful, amazing, like incredible people. And little old Beck Mitchell from Melbourne, Australia gets the chance to be here doing this with these people. And every single one of the competitors impacted me in some way. And I loved the parallel journey that we were able to have where I was experiencing the World Marathon Challenge for myself, but I was also walking alongside 35 other people and I was watching them go through the same experience, but in their own way. And the only word that I can come up with is just the word humility. Like I just felt so humble in those moments that I got the chance to meet those people. And for some of them, I don't know if I'll ever see them again in my life. We obviously try and stay connected and you know, internet and, and video calls is proving to be fantastic for that. But I can't speak highly enough of the people that I got to run with. It says a lot about the running community, but it also says a lot about the human spirit. You know, when we're really challenged and we pull together, amazing things happen. Another aspect of the, the entire experience that I haven't really talked much about was the lack of recovery time. So when you do a marathon, obviously you put your body under a lot of strain and backing up a marathon the next day with another marathon is not exactly optimal. To do seven of those in seven days, well, that's a whole other challenge. <laughs> but sometimes it wasn't 24 hours. In fact, I don't think it was ever 24 hours in between marathons, except for maybe once uh, when we were going from the Antarctic to Perth because we had extra time because of the change of schedule. But apart from that one section, all of the other marathons were run within less than 24 hours of the other one finishing. And as an example, as we got closer to the end of the trip, we were actually running out of time and we had to try and really speed things up. So the last four marathons were started within 15 hours of one another. So imagine running a marathon and if you've run one before, you'll know kind of how tired and exhausted you are at the end of that. And then 15 hours later, starting the next one. That is not a lot of recovery time. And that puts immense pressure on the human body and your, not only you physically, but also mentally. And when I had to start those next races, it definitely felt like it was kind of expected like as we were getting off the plane we were already in our gear ready to run and it wasn't really like you had much time to think about the fact that you were starting another marathon but it really taught me how to show up like when a big moment's right in front of you regardless of whether you've just done that same big moment 15 hours ago you've got to show up like it's time and you don't really get the chance just to sort of stand at the start line kind of fumbling around and, and hoping it's not going to start for another three hours. Like we got on a bus, we went to the location, 
and five minutes later the starter's gun goes and we're running so it's like in those moments you just have to show up and I didn't really have a choice <laughs> I didn't have a choice whether or not I was going to show up or not show up or really get it done or not get it done like I was just expected to go and I think in life we can kind of put things off a bit you know there's always tomorrow <laughs> and there's always another opportunity and sometimes it can feel like life just goes on and there's always going to be more um, opportunity in the future and you might not take advantage of everything in the moment because there's it kind of feels like there's always tomorrow none of us know the the day when our numbers up though none of us know the day that we're gonna leave this earth and I don't know about you but I want to be one of those people that when I get to the end of my life whenever that time is I want to know that I showed up I want to know that I gave it everything that I had so when it came to the the start line of every race of the world marathon challenge I showed up I showed up like it was the first race I showed up like this was the last day I had the chance to live I showed up like I meant it and I stood at that start line with purpose and with a vision and with a goal and with a sense of let's do this the lack of recovery taught me how to show up and I guess one of my questions for you today is are you showing up are you showing up to work are you showing up to your family are you showing up to your relationship are you showing up in the moments that mattered are you showing up in the moments that matter right now you might be listening to this podcast while you're driving your car or you might be at home doing the dishes I don't know if anybody does dishes anymore with dishwashers around but whatever it is that you're doing you might be pondering where you are at right in your life right at this moment and whatever you do in your daily life do you really show up for it or do you just kind of wander through your day doing the same old same old because that's what your routine is or that's what you've done for years every single time I hit that start line I showed up and I showed up like I meant it because I didn't know if it was going to be my last one I didn't know if I was going to make the next one but I knew that I was there and I was in the moment and I was going to show up fascinating how something as simple as a lack of recovery can teach you something incredible about life and one of the things that I'll add to that is that the experience of the world marathon challenge wasn't just the experience itself I spent the good part of two years of my life building and training my body and my mind to be in a position that when the world marathon challenge came around that I would actually be able to achieve it, it wasn't about winning it wasn't about going fast it was about getting it done but I had to teach my body how to back up marathons I had to teach my body how to perform when it had no fuel on board I had to train my brain to overcome a huge amount of obstacles before I even got to the world marathon challenge and and that process for me that process of continually training continually preparing well for an event such as the triple seven that process 
was almost more important than the experience itself. You know, we often talk about it's not the destination, it's the journey. And I believe that 100%. The, the journey and the process of getting there was a huge learning curve for me. And especially now with, with the coronavirus and everything going on, we don't necessarily have running events that we can turn up to, you know, those goal events, those pinnacle moments of a training program. Even things like the Olympics has been put off. And so for all of the Olympians in training, they have to wait another 12 months. So there's not that, that end result available to us right now as, as a running community. And we're having to find ways of continually building that training process for a longer period of time until we get the chance to experience those end results. But I think you actually learn more in the process than what you do in the end result. The process probably wouldn't mean as much if you didn't have the end result to sort of show your capabilities and what you've learned and how you've discovered more about yourself and what you're capable of. But that process is really, really important. And when, when I was able to experience the World Marathon Challenge, it put so much value on the process that I'd taken myself through. You know, in one of the other episodes, uh, when I was talking about Brazil, I, I talked about this ability that I had to go much faster in the heat and the hotter conditions because I'd trained a lot of my time in the Australian summer before the race. So it's true, the more we practice, the better we get. I didn't have as much experience on things like colder weather or on the ice. And so then the Antarctic was much harder for me. So. The word training really is important because it trains us, it trains our brain, it trains our body, it prepares us well. And that process is an evolution that gets you to the point of where you're able to succeed. And that's exactly the same for you in your life right now. What processes are you working on that get you to your end destination? Are you studying? If you're studying at the moment, you're in training, you're preparing yourself to have the ability to be an expert in that field when you're qualified. And when you're qualified, that's, that's kind of like your end destination. But the process of getting qualified is really where the value sits. It's not the piece of paper. It's, it's what you underwent to get that piece of paper. <laughs> you know, are you looking to, to get a promotion at work? You might be looking at a particular career path. And it's not the promotion that's mattered. It matters about all of the moments that you have in the workplace that create the character and the capacity for you to be able to perform at the level of your promotion. You might be into health and fitness and you might be working on a particular goal. You might want to do a half marathon or you might want to do a 10K event or you might even be what they consider a gym junkie. <laughs> and you might love going to the, to the gym and increasing the weights that you can lift. Whenever you think about your capacity as a person, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in the workforce or whether you're studying, those processes that build you are ultimately where the value is. And I, it would be remiss of me not to, to mention that, that in the World Marathon Challenge, I didn't just show up and be great. <laughs> it wasn't a moment of greatness. It was a moment that revealed the greatness that was already there. And that's really important to acknowledge. I do want to mention Antarctica again because as I spoke about that in, in the Antarctic episode, that race did feel like it was a race of its own. It, it felt like I was racing on like Mars as an example, like on a completely different planet when I was down south in, in Novo. Um, and there's, there's plenty of 
lessons and plenty of things that I spoke about when I did that episode. So if you haven't checked it out, definitely go back and check it out. But the thing that that race and the continent in fact taught me is that every single one of us are truly capable of so much more than what we think. So if I was to ask you right now, how capable are you? Whatever you think that answer is, times it by 100. You are so much more capable than what you currently think. And in two years or three years or four years or 10 years time, you'll fulfill more of that potential. <laughs> but I don't think we ever really know how much we can do. After doing the World Marathon Challenge, I have pushed my body and my mind beyond what I thought I could do tenfold. But I still did it. I haven't reached my capacity yet. I haven't fulfilled my potential. I've run seven marathons on seven continents in seven days and I, yet, I am yet to fulfill my potential. There is still more that's possible. Maybe it's about running seven marathons on seven continents in four days. I don't know. <laughs> but there's still more to do. There's more in me than what I know today. And there's more in you than what you know today. One of the famous marathon runners of all time, Eloid Kipchoge, was the first human on the planet to run sub two across the distance of a marathon. And his entire campaign when he was doing that was no human is limited. No human is limited. Whatever limitations you've placed on yourself today, they don't exist. <laughs> they honestly don't exist. The only place that they sit is in your mind. You are truly, truly capable of more than what you think. I never thought, I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would be able to conquer the continent of Antarctica by running a marathon in sub-freezing conditions, in gale force winds, <laughs> in a place that I really don't like being because it was that cold, let alone run that race as part of the World Marathon Challenge. I never thought that was possible, but I tried and I succeeded. You are truly capable of more than what you think. And I would encourage you to go after that, break those barriers down, remove those limitations and see what's out there. When I look back over the, the whole World Marathon Challenge experience, if I could sum up that whole thing in one sentence, if I could sum up what I learnt, I would say that anything is possible. I know that almost seems too simple, that you know, some people have that life motto that anything is possible. And we've heard that, I think, a thousand times in our lives. I'm sure you've heard plenty of people say to you, anything is possible, reach for the stars, you know, have big wild dreams, the world's your oyster. But as I flew around the world, and the world's a pretty big place, running marathons, representing my country, and doing a fundraising campaign to help people, I realized that anything really is possible. And all that I had to do was have the dream and work hard to get there. There were plenty of things that didn't go my way. And I'm sure there are way more reasons why I shouldn't have been able to do the World Marathon Challenge than reasons why I should. But anything is possible. It's possible in my life and it's possible in your life. 
So what are you allowing to stop you right now? Maybe it's a financial reason. Maybe someone spoke words over your life that you believe and now you feel like you can't do certain things or certain things aren't possible for you because someone told you that they're not possible. I can't tell you the amount of times in my life where people have told me that I'm not going to be a certain person. You know, I'm not good enough for that or I'm not able to do that or I'm not... Whatever it is, whatever the box is that needs ticking, I'm not able. Plenty of people in my life have spoken down to me and told me that I'll never be anybody, that I'll never be a somebody. But anything is possible. I am a small town girl who conquered the world. And I did that through a dream and a lot of hard work and a team of people that got behind me and said, yes, you can do this. You can literally do anything. And if I could wave a magic wand today and I could say to you, what is it that you want to do that you think is not possible? I wonder what that would be. I wonder what that goal would be, that dream would be. Right now in your life, what are you thinking is not possible? I'm here to tell you that it is. As I finish up the, the final episode of this nine-part series, I'm not quite sure that I actually want to finish it. <laughs> and as I said before, it's a bit of a pause. There'll be plenty of opportunity to come back to this content and share more about it, especially through the book I'm writing and, and speaking engagements and whatever I do, I want to make sure that I take those lessons and I share with them with other people so that you can learn and that we can do the journey together. But I know that there is one thing that I do want to do as I conclude the series. A mentor of one, mine once said to me, give honour where honour is due. Give honour where honour is due. And as I finish this episode, I would like to honour some people. There are a lot of people, a lot of people that helped me personally that put together the experience of the World Marathon Challenge. There are people that have gone before me in that experience that have proved it's possible. There are people that sponsored me, people that supported me, encouraged me, coached me. There are plenty of people that I have to thank and that I have to honour. Getting to the World Marathon Challenge was not an effort that I did alone. There was an incredible team of people and there are so many people that I just don't have the time to list them all. But what I do want to make sure that I do is simply give honour to those people because teamwork makes the dream work as Mr John Maxwell would say. Teamwork makes the dream work and it wasn't possible without a team. I cannot stand here today and say it was all on me because it wasn't. And if there's anything that I've learnt from this experience is that I didn't do it alone. And often we don't do things alone. We do them with people and it's important to honour those people along the way. So if you're listening to this and you helped that journey over the course of two years, if you helped me in any way, whether it was the planning for the gala fundraiser, whether you were a sponsor, whether you encouraged me with words of affirmation, whether you shared my social media posts, whatever you did, if you just gave voice to my opportunity, if you donated, there are thousands and thousands of people that helped along the way. And if you're one of those people, I'm taking this moment to honour you and to say thank you.
because it wasn't possible without you. You helped me get there and you helped so many people along the way. I want to give honour to Bridge Builders Youth Organisation, which is the charity changing the lives of young people and a place where I found hope when I needed it the most. A place that has transformed my life and continues to transform the lives of hundreds of thousands of young people every single year. It's an amazing organisation doing an amazing thing. And the World Marathon Challenge for me was a suicide prevention campaign because we need to provide hope to the next generation. We need to make sure that the, the next generation of young people coming up have hope for their future and that they know their value and that they know they have something to offer this world and that they don't choose to exit early because of the circumstances that they face. And finally, as I ran around the world, most of you would have seen that I wrote a list of names on my arms. On my right arm, I listed seven people or families that have personally impacted my life and helped me to be the person that I am today. And on my left arm, I wrote the name of a person that lost their life to suicide. And I ran the seven marathons in honour of those people. And I'm going to read them to you now. Those that I honoured on my right arm that have changed my life are Leanne, Gillian, Phil, the Horser family, the Donovan family, Steph and Matthew. They've all played an important role in my life and it's important to honour them. So I say thank you. And on my left arm, I ran the seven marathons in honour of seven lives lost. Brooke, Brian, Dolly, M, Andy, Christian. And for the final name, I wrote no name. Because I don't want to write any more names on my arms. Imagine living in a world where nobody lost their life to suicide. That was the point, raising funds and awareness for a campaign for suicide prevention so that nobody exits this life early because of how they feel and what they face. And if I can finish with any encouragement to you, is two things. If you feel like that's you, that you're not of value and that you have nothing to offer this world, I'm going to talk to you right now and say that that is absolutely categorical, not true. And there is always hope. You are absolutely of value and you have so much more to offer this world than you think. And if that's you, I encourage you to reach out to someone. Ask for help today right now reach out and say I'm struggling and I just need to talk to someone talk to someone that you trust today don't exit this world without knowing how valuable you are and living your life to your full potential and the second thing is that if you know your value and you're doing well you are in the best position possible to be able to be the cheerleader for those that aren't. You can be the difference maker 
between whether or not someone has a good day or a bad day. You can use the power of your words and the power of your actions to help other people and I would encourage you to do that today because maybe you're the type of person that someone writes on their right arm. You're the type of person that someone looks at you and says, it was that person that changed my life. It was that person that transformed who I am. It was that person that added to my character. It was that person that smiled and said something nice and now I believe something different about myself because of that person. Maybe that person could be you. Maybe you could change a life. A mentor of mine once said to me, the greatest gift you can give in life, the greatest gift you can give in life, is to leave a life changed. So today, leave another life changed for the better. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. And I look forward to sharing more in the future. But for this nine part series, we conclude and I say remember, no matter whether you're running a business, whether you're running a family, or whether you're running a race, Runner with soul. Thanks for listening.